The Gospel according to John, the 17th chapter. After Jesus had spoken these words to his disciples, he looked up to heaven and said, Creator, the hour has come. Glorify your chosen one, so that the chosen one may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Creator, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made known your name to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me. And they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them. And they received them and know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me. Because they are yours. All mine are yours and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Creator, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. America suffers because too many in power are comfortable with other people's death. That was a statement by the Reverend Dr. William J. Barber II, co-chair of the Poor People's Campaign. He was a preacher at an online conference for Lutheran pastors, the Festival of Homiletics in Minnesota this past week. And let me repeat what he said. America suffers... Because too many in power are comfortable with other people's death. God is furious, he went on to say, and people are not fully ashamed. Our human brokenness and systemic evil pile one tragedy on top of another. We have the climate crisis on top of a pandemic of poverty on top of an immigrant and refugee crisis, on top of human greed, and then pile on top of all that, COVID-19. It's a moment of moral reckoning for all of us. Some of us had a pretty comfortable life before COVID-19, and we didn't realize how bad it is for service workers earning a minimum wage. Now we see that poor people and men of color are the hardest hit by COVID, the poorest zip codes in places like Bronx in in New York City are hardest hit, people in nursing homes are hardest hit. Before COVID, people in these communities who were poor and minorities always had it worse. And now with COVID, the injustice is in plain sight 
for all of us to see. The most vulnerable in our society are not being cared for, and the death count increases, and God is furious. A holy fire lights in us, too. We, too, are furious at the madness we're living in. I find myself looking up toward heaven, shaking my fist, angry at God, saying, You gave us too much power when you created us. Why did you give us so much free will that we can cause so much damage? You need to fix this, God, because we can't. Then I hear two nearby angels asking, Why do you stand looking up toward heaven? And the angels explain, Jesus Christ was crucified like a criminal. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Jesus Christ has now ascended to heaven. And Jesus Christ is with you in spirit. What more do you need? God's good works are now done with all your hands. If you want this fixed, look to each other, the angels say. We do want this fixed knowing that it's the long arc toward justice. In memory of Archbishop Oscar Romero of San Salvador in El Salvador, I wanted to read parts of a poem, Prophets of a Future Not Our Own. Perhaps you've heard this. It helps now and then to step back and take a long view. The kingdom is not only beyond our efforts, it is beyond our vision. We accomplish in our lifetime only a fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. Nothing we do is complete, which is another way of saying that the kingdom always lies beyond us. We plant seeds that one day will grow. We water the seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We lay foundations that will need further development We provide yeast that produces effects far beyond our capabilities. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing this. This enables us to do something, and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it is a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter and do the rest. We may never see the end results, but that is the difference between the master builder and the worker. We are workers, not master builders. Ministers, not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own. So on this weekend of Jesus' ascension and Memorial Day, still in the midst of dealing with COVID-19, let us use our moral imagination to envision how God, li- how God intended for life to be for all of us. God gave us strength to support the weak. God gave us health to care for the sick. God gave us wisdom to work for common good. God gave us resources to share with all God gave us other people to support us in our time of need. God gave us voices to speak out against injustice. God gave us ears to listen to others. And God gave us hands to do God's work. So let this coronavirus pandemic change you.
Let it change us together as a church to be about doing the work of Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia.